Well, I looked over Jordan, and what did I see? Coming for to carry me home. A band of angels coming after me. Coming for to carry me home. Oh yes, swing low, sweet swag copter, coming for to carry me home. Welcome to episode five of Orange and Blue Envelopes, where we discuss the swag copter that carried recruits home figuratively to the swamp on National Signing Day. I am joined here by some familiar voices and also a few new ones uh, as well, so if we could go around... And uh, real quick, state who you are and uh, your time here and what your crime was. Uh, and we'll begin with uh, Berg Grant. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, it's my first time on the show. Uh, happy to be here. Well, welcome, man. Thanks for joining. And oh boy, Oberta. What's up, buddy? What's going on? Happy to be here, finally. Welcome. Another, uh, what is it? Long time caller, first time whatever. Thank you. I get it mixed up. SDP, uh, I believe his second time on the podcast. Welcome. Yeah, you know me. How's it going, guys? It's good hey. to have you again, man. Thanks for rejoining us. And then Zeus Apollo 2990, his uh, third or fourth time? How many times Something now, like Zeus? That. Something like that. How one are you for, doing? One for every time. One, one for every uh, beer I shotgun before. <laughs> this should be a good one then. And then, last but definitely not least, uh, the the beast from just the east of me geographically, Afro Magic. How's it going? Y'all hear me? I swapped over to my computer. I'm hoping everything's good. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Sounds good. Excellent to me. timing. The the smoothest of of segues. Well, we are uh, we're a little late getting into it, but National Signing Day was uh, last Wednesday. We are recording on Monday the twelfth right now. So National Signing Day uh, overall, I thought a lot of positive opinions on it. I didn't see too much uh, that was negative, considering it was a transition class. What are the opinions of uh, you guys? Uh, solid, all right from me. Uh, I'm not gonna. I, I, if I were to rate it, I would rate it a B plus. And the only reason I rated as such is because FSU is in front of us. If FSU was uh, below us, and to for all intents and purposes, that's obviously not Mullen's fault. Uh, but if they were below us, I'd give it an A minus. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with that too. I think it's a, a pretty solid class. I didn't really understand the doom and gloom coming out of the uh, the subreddit the other day. I think if we had flip flopped the uh, the early signing day and then the national signing day signings, people would have been losing their minds about how good it was. Mm. But I think as we took some of that luster off of it, um, feeling as great as they could have. Yeah. Uh, I, with the miss on Boykin and Nicholas Petit Ferrer, there was a bit of a sour taste in some people's mouths. But I was listening to that Gator Nation podcast earlier, and they talked about how would you trade Florida's class for Florida State's slightly higher ranked class? And I would not, you know, because yeah. Mullen did a good job of meeting all the needs that we needed. But Florida State's four of their top <laughs> six players are cornerbacks. So right. they can't all play at the same time. Meanwhile, we literally upgraded every position on the field except for cornerback. 
they can lend us some. <laughs> and luckily, we we have two young, really good guys there already. Yeah. I think as far as a transition class goes, you can't really ask for too much more. Obviously, you want to hit on some of the couple of the kids that we missed on. But for what it is, I think it's really great. I think something that uh, doesn't get uh, touched upon enough on this signing day is the fact that we got a blue chip at every position because uh, that's going to bring sustainability moving forward to a team that largely lacks it. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, this class had more has more blue chips in it than any of Max's classes. Is that correct? It is. I so. Okay. It's if it's on a per player basis, it, it's better than any class Mac ever had. Yeah, I saw uh, it was a tweet conversation between Bill Sykes on Twitter and uh, it looks like JB in Gainesville. And Sykes is one of the really uh, in-depth analysis guys on Gators Breakdown podcast. But he tweeted that as far as the average player rating, this is the highest composite uh, rating we've had since it looks like 2014. Mm. So I thought that was, uh, it goes 89 in 14, 87 in 15, 88, 16, 89, 17, and then 90.6 uh, this year. So an upward trend after kind of a, a downward dip in 15 i thought that was interesting i think that's particularly impressive considering our you know our year last year obviously there's you kind of balance that against the fact that we do have new people here but you know between it's very easy to be pessimistic in that regard where you consider that this is a transition year off of a really bad season uh but on the flip side you know obviously i think we did very very well can all things considered yeah you've got a a few things to keep in mind with the classes, the two wide receiver transfers, which don't count towards it, but That's were true. both top 80 players when they were recruited, not but a year or two years ago. And uh, we only took 19 total. There's no classes under us with a higher average player ranking. So if we took a full class, we would probably be a few spots higher, but he didn't settle. He saw the holes that he needed to fill and got Gator caliber players. I really yeah. like that we didn't fill out the rest of the class with, you know, as much as I love Randy Shannon, we didn't have any Randall, Randy specials in there. We didn't have any real one preferred walk on that two star. But other than that, that was that was about it. Um, I don't I'm actually really I, yeah, excited we, about that preferred walk on uh, Jalen Jackson, I think is his name. Yeah, uh, th- there's a lot of buzz that he's going to be our return guy. And huh. it never hurts to have a couple extra dual threat quarterbacks in the stable. So, yeah, him or Justin Watkins. And. Just while, you know, finishing Justin Watkins, I was talking on 247, and I don't know if maybe this will change anybody else's opinion on the class, uh, but there's some speculation that Justin Watkins might actually start over on defense at cornerback instead of playing wide receiver, which gives us just, you know, another, like you guys were saying, another blue chip at a position of need. Right. And, you know, we recruited so many safeties, but we didn't get the corner with missing on Boykin and him going to Notre Dame. But if Watkins starts out there, you know, it's just another depth piece, and he's such—he's a, a player that you can move around since he played so many different positions in high school. Right, Trey also, Dane can move to cornerback too. He played at the All American game. Yeah, specifically talking talking on Watkins. As much as I want to see him as a wide receiver, looking at some of his highlights and how incredible of a returner he is, and just a lot a lot of really great stuff on the offensive side of the ball. But you know, at the end of the day, we really are com- kind of stacked at wide receiver. Like we we. Right. We wouldn't be hemorrhaging ninety percent of our talent by switching him over. I think the I think the only way he 
probably sees time at wide receiver this year is if there's any sort of eligibility hold up with the transfers with Grimes or Jefferson. All right. Yes, yeah, I mean, but but even then we're so deep there. I mean, you think about the guys we still have Swain and Hammond, right. and we got Cleveland, Cleveland, and I think uh, what, who's the kid? Um, Leonard? Rick Wells. No, that's running back. My bad. Jaquan uh, Green. Jaquan Green. That's who I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um, we're pretty stacked there, so yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing an electric returner. Y'all remember when we had those championship teams? I think it was Brandon Jacobs Brandon that was our James, return man. Yeah, Brandon James. It was yeah. like five or six missed tackles every time it touched the ball. Mm-hmm. I would love to see some positive special teams again. Absolutely. I think uh, hopefully Watkins or um, Jalen. Yeah, Jalen can give that to us. I think they'll definitely get looks there based on their, you know, highlight reels coming out of high school. So. Well, I saw when um, they were talking about the preferred walk-on, and I don't have it in front of me, so I, I don't know the username, but there was a user who posted verbatim uh, with Jalen Jackson, Florida, welcome the next or the newest Brandon James. So it sounds like there yeah. is uh, something to him being an electric returner. Well, let's go through here, uh, recruit by recruit. We are all looking at the mega thread that was posted by, I never know how to pronounce this, Zlatan Diego or Zlatan, Zlatan Diego, but a, uh, you all know Zlat. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Uh, you all know who he is. Um, 0 for 3 to start out the day. It was kind of a gloomy, and I got kind of worried around 11, uh, but we missed on Caleb Tanner to Nebraska, Malcolm Lamar to Florida State, and NPF to Ohio State, as everyone probably knows. But then at 10 a.m., we had a little momentum uh, shift with Andrew Chatfield. What do you guys think about him? What y'all think of those Chucky dolls with his announcement? I think I think Nesta, Nesta Silvera trying to bring that to uh, UM. I think somebody said it best where him trying to bring that to a different school just because he likes it kind of shows, I don't know, Maybe we don't want somebody with that kind of thought process on our team because that's just kind of silly. Yeah. I mean, I, that I like said, at Andrew uh, Chatfield, I remember we were all really, really high on him way back during. Uh, uh, honestly, I think he was a oh, recruit. It's, it's huge. One uh, of the things that, the kind that, of, that is. We, sorry, we were looking at him back since Mac. Right. He he uh, apparently wasn't recruited too hot by Miami at first. And then the, when Mac left, they really wanted him. But he might honestly be the one of the most important players of this class since that's one of the biggest spots of need that we have right now at linebacker. Yeah. And I, and I think looking like, I think a lot of the other big stories that have come out of national signing day kind of made, ended up with that one being with the fact that we got him swept under the rug. But like you were saying that that's a huge position with a very talented uh, athlete that we got. Yeah. And if you believe what, oh, it's, uh, it's huge. One of the things said that... that he was up to almost 240 pounds on his visit, right. uh, that can really give him potential versatility to be, you know, play. He won't be big enough to be a true DA defensive end in a 3-4, but, you know, if he is. Oh, it's, it's huge. One of the things that that is important, you know, with the offensive line <laughs> what is that? Line, Oh, boy. Sorry, uh, guys. Somebody <laughs> playing Mullen. The power yeah. of editing. <laughs> I, was trying, I was pulling up Chatfield's 247 profile there. Oh, <laughs> gotcha. But yeah, so, but if he, you know, if he actually put on all that weight, and we can get some DE time out of them. That'll be great. Yeah, I, I, I think you know, switching to this four-three, uh, excuse me, uh, what three-four scheme. Three-four. Mm-hmm. We need Hacker, and if he can play that, that's, that's all the better. But I think we have. From everything I've heard, it sounds like CC might be switching to linebacker too. Got 
the two Reese's there, David Reese's. Right. Then Troll Miller, which helps out Boshan Joseph. I just think we're going to need a lot more depth there. Um, and I, I would have liked to see maybe one more, but that's but Chatfield is fantastic. I'm I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah. I think Andrew Chatfield is a guy who doesn't have like a high first round ceiling. But I think he's a guy who's going to come in and have a really, really high floor, and he's going to give us consistent time over multiple years. It's important to have those kind of guys on your team up and down your roster. Absolutely. Uh, let's move on from Chatfield. Um, one at 11.30, I know that this one kind of, uh, I was saddened a little bit by this. Noah Boykin to Notre Dame. Um, I don't know, was that kind of foreseen, or was that... Is this the guy I was reading? We may lose to Virginia. Was this the guy? <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Okay, yeah. and he ends up at Notre Dame. All night yeah. long, the crystal balls were switching to Virginia. Every expert had him going there, and then Notre yeah. Dame out of nowhere. Yeah, it seemed like there was a lot of drama going on with that because it was really last minute that all the crystal balls were switching over. It was like really kind of almost the day of at a certain point, mm-hmm. um, and they were all switching to Virginia, not even Notre Dame. And I remember there was. I, I don't remember. It was buried under something or somewhere. Maybe it was on the live thread that uh, the mods had. But it, there was something about like drama with his dad, where the, he they wanted to postpone it or something. Um, but like it just seemed like something was going on there. I think the dad drama was with Fabian Lovett. Uh, possible. I remember. Uh, yeah, I remember that was that was another thing. But uh, but yeah, no, it was. Yeah. Zlat was real confident about Boykin. I think that was the one that surprised the staff the most. Uh, it seemed like going into today or into that day, Mullen and everybody else had him as a Gator. So I think that's the one they missed on the most, I guess you could say. Do you think there's any chance he just happened to go to like a really rocking Wednesday morning mass and just kind of all of a sudden, <laughs> Holy Spirit, a divine calling summoned him yeah, well, to touchdown Jesus? Uh, I think he meant team the touchdown Jesus. I think he meant Tim Tebow. Come on now. I greatly. I have blasphemed, and I greatly apologize. Uh, moving on to probably uh, most people's highlight of the day at 2 o'clock. Finally, the saga ended, and Jacob Copeland put on a Florida hat to the demise of, I'm sure that's a wrong <laughs> word, and I will edit that out, uh, to the chagrin, excuse me, of some of those around him. Uh, let's talk about the Copeland recruitment. I have my own on this. You have what? I said I have my own theory on this, like because he's been his whole recruitment and like you know just like flirting with everybody out there. Mm -hmm. I was in on that and did it just so they could get even more attention. Like she knew it was going to happen, and she walked off. And you know what happened afterwards? Everybody was talking about Jacob Copeland. Ooh, that's very true. In my heart, that's that's possible. Maybe it's just a family game. There was that. Somebody posted how similar his uh, announcement was to Emmett Smith. Same yeah. high school. They both wore red and then picked up a gator hat. So, Jacob Copeland confirms next Emmett Smith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that. And I don't know if you've ever read any of his posts, but they're always very eloquent and very chock full of facts and like very well sourced. It's like I'm reading really good history. What was the username you said, Afro? She's one of the mods. Okay. <laughs> Blue and orange. I think 86 oh, or something like that. Oh, 92, I think. Unless they have produced more of them. <laughs> um, or his got a younger brother. Could be that, too. I totally agree. I love reading his stuff, too. Um, 
always has good stuff to say. And I think uh, the, the theory that you mentioned, Afro, uh, I, I, that did not occur to me. I think uh, it sounds plausible, but that just, and I know it totally fits his, uh, how his entire recruitment has been, but I just don't understand. I, I guess because you're right, everyone was talking about the day, but it's just silly. The whole thing was silly to me. Um, even if she had not acted the way she did, his mother, just wearing a Tennessee beanie and an Alabama sweatshirt is enough to greatly offend me. So <laughs> that alone upset me. It felt like it did ruin his moment, too. He didn't seem, like, happy. He seemed like he was on the verge moment. of tears. Yeah, it, it didn't feel like, oh, what a drama queen. It felt like my heart is hurting for this high schooler, you know? Yeah, yeah I, th- I think in the following days, he posted a lot of stuff on Twitter about, like, nah, it's just how she is, and uh, hashtag tears of joy. Yeah, when she came back and hugged him, he's, like, breaking down, and that moment meant a lot, you can tell. He's just yeah, a long con. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how big of a deal <laughs> it would have been if the... ESPN interviewer didn't like you know get on his case immediately about it. It was there that was, was disgusting. It was the interview immediately shifted. It wasn't about you know where he was going to school. They were just prodding and prodding and just wanted more and more, just trying to pull drama out of it, which you know there may not have been at all between the two. Frankly, I have seen a better handling of blood in the water, a kinder handling uh, of blood in the water in shark documentaries. Uh, speaking of the ESPN reporter, I want to ask you guys, though, I don't know how many of you have children. I don't. Let's say 18 years from today, you have one of the top recruits in the country as a son or a daughter, and it's National Signing Day for that sport. Are you going to wear clothing with any team's insignia? I, I just want to take a poll. No. no. Nah. If they were my kid, nope. they probably would have committed to the school like day one months beforehand <laughs> not led up to all this drama i don't know i wear like a suit with like a tie of my preferred team not like not like the actual logo but like the preferred color probably about it that's the wavelength i'm on i'm just thinking i'm gonna wear the most neutral you know a nice dark gray <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just the most neutral color i don't and maybe he told them you know mom i want you to wear this and uncle Jim, I want you to wear this team, and maybe he wanted them to do that. I just feel like I'm going to do as little as possible to make the day about me. You know, the day is about your kid. There's, there should be no attention on you. For I just, I don't know. I, I, Did y'all see what he tweeted out the next morning? No. What's up? At 9.15 the next day, he, picks, he posted a picture of him wearing the Gators uniform and just said, I give one promise to Gator Nation. I will not let the swamp down. Gators, 100%. Go Gators. Can't I mean, wait. he's for all the flack that he's taken, he is a Gator through and through. And we had to beat out Saban pretty hard for him. So I'm pumped. Yeah. And I know we, we were fighting toe to toe with Saban the whole way, but I just hearing with his original commitment video and then hearing what people were saying on all kinds Jacob. of stuff about how big of a Gators fan he was, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. I just, I, I wasn't worried about it. I yeah, I felt like he was gonna he was gonna commit to us the whole way. I was actually in that same boat. Um, I felt he was uh, pretty solidly a Gator. 
I was afraid, and I know that at least me and Afro, maybe Afro, myself, and Zeus discussed it on the previous podcast. Once I saw Saban doing the boot scoot boogie or, or whatever it was, my heart sank. Yeah, I just thought, well, he, that dude's going to Alabama. But I guess if we can beat Saban's dance, uh, that, that's a pretty powerful statement about the recruiting ability of the staff. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I was I was definitely worried about it. I mean, it's I, I think anytime we're going into battle, well, and you know what, this could be just like the PTSD we have from McElwain just giving right. um, giving up on recruiting battles. And I think it's a testament to Mullen that he went toe to toe with the dude and landed you know top five wide receiver in the country. So I've I've been worried about that, but now I think we're starting to see that we have a coach who does not back down off that kind of After, stuff. I'm glad you said that because all day leading up to two o'clock, I just. And maybe I'm I'm just negative. I had no hope that that we would get him just because, like you say, I, I think I'm just so used to kind of being disappointed under the previous staff that I just felt like I, I'm not even going to get my hopes up. So it was a, a really nice surprise for me. And again, maybe I'm just being negative, but um, he put the Gator hat on. I, I was surprised. <coughs> I was too. He tweets so much pro Tennessee and Alabama stuff for like a month beforehand. But I, I'm also time. real pumped about Richard Garage and holding on to him, even though he was a Gator commit as well. Absolutely. He had all the Clemson after him, and that was just like, that's scary too. So, yeah. I mean, good thing, I mean, good thing we did him. Yeah. Yeah, I was worried Old Miss was going to steal another one from him too. Missing <laughs> on NPAs and uh, Barnes definitely made his recruitment all that much more meaningful and important for the staff. I think that's, uh, and well, just before we say anything else, um, uh, we are not the only ones to cover the situation on Copeland. It, it's a dead horse, and we've just contributed to the beating of it. I feel bad that we, we talked about that and did not say that he is one of the star, um, well, was one of the star uh, recruits in the country. Um, a ton of talent. I don't know if anyone lives close enough to have seen him play live uh, in high school, but his, his highlight tapes are unreal. And uh, to get him, and I, I'm not the only one to say this, I know, nothing new, but um, it, I really feel like he could be a day one, make an impact day one on our. Absolutely, and I think he will be, for sure. I think he's, he's going to see reps no matter what. Right. Well, I think that was a good transition. I don't know who said it, but someone mentioned Garage, and he was the next recruit, um, or at least listed in the mega thread. Uh, and like uh, like whoever it was that said, um, a long time commit, but there towards the end, at least for me, there was some uncertainty. <coughs> he he went to Ole Miss at one point on an official visit, and after he didn't commit in December, and said that his commitment to Florida was in God's hands quote unquote and then he took that visit to Auburn and Clemson so it definitely felt like it came down to the final hour with him yeah and since Tebow uh left anytime since it's in God God's hands my thoughts are just well that ain't us so I mean, a pleasant <laughs> surprise there too can we just talk about Ole Miss for a minute because I'm I'm confused as to why honestly as to why anybody would want to go there and part of it's probably because I'm still salty about Matt Corral right but his caliber, like the next four years, they're screwed. So if you're, if right. you're as good as you are, why would you want to go to a school like that? I'm sure you could have gone elsewhere. Um, I'm, I'm with you 100% on that. It just doesn't make sense. Corral, I can rationalize because, you know, we've all heard all the stuff about his off the field. Rumors. Yeah. Rumors and, you know, whatever, getting benched for the first half of games because of 
you know, disciplinary stuff or whatever. So that makes sense. And nobody else was really offering him other than us. So he had to go somewhere. But Garage wouldn't have made any sense to me at all if he had committed there. Yeah, I mean, I understand, like, kids from Mississippi being there. That makes sense. But, like, why why would you even give them a look? I mean, I guess it's a free trip. But other than that, I mean, I understand it. And we lost, uh, it, like, two or three weeks ago, there was another guy that um, was choosing between us and Ole Miss. I want to say he was a lineman or a linebacker, uh, but he ended up choosing Ole Miss. I forget his name. Is that, does anyone recollect? I haven't. I'm pulling up this stuff right now, trying to remember. Maybe Noah Jefferson? Think, yeah, that sounds tackle. right. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Afro, with what you're saying, I I don't know. Uh, like you say, they're under probation. Um, other than the the Grove and the uh, the co-eds within there, I I don't. But I've never been to Oxford. Maybe it's an incredible city. <laughs> I, mean, I think with was, Matt Corral, it came people. down to system. He Dan Mullen doesn't really use a. He's got to have a dual threat for his spread offense to work just right. And I think he he did tell Corral, "You're going to be a one of our guys, and we want to have you here." But he also first went and saw Justin Fields and made some phone calls to defensive dual threat quarterbacks before he did anything with Corral. Yeah. I mean, I still, I, yeah, I mean, it's just the, even like the fact that we lost him because it, obviously he doesn't fit our system. Um, but it's just, it's just him going to Ole Miss that I don't get. I just do not get it. I mean, man, going after girls, there are hot girls at every, all 14 SEC schools. Like that's, that's, but the Grove, man, they're not in the Grove. Man, <laughs> they're not drinking hot toddies or whatever they frequently chant some sort of concoction can we say i i just like to say one more thing we've seen his highlight tapes um his arm has great head of hair has anyone else noticed the head of hair on that kid absolutely that's the first thing that i was thinking about that's that's where that fifth star went back <laughs> honest to god it. i've I've debated taking a picture of him to my barber and saying, "Just give me, give me this young man's look." Uh, but I, I don't know uh, if that would make the barber uncomfortable. I'm approaching thirty. Was his dad? Have you ever seen a picture of his dad? Because he's terrifying. No, no. I've never. Well, I'm gonna Google it right now. Three, and he looks. He looks like he should be competing in the world's strongest man. I mean, uh, we should have signed his dad. It like it, you know. Defensive Scott end. Steiner is this man a professional wrestler? Holy crap! I think I saw this guy in the Royal Rumble. Of- <laughs> yeah. Oh man, we had to, we had to make our coverage of our timely coverage of Matt Corral special <laughs> somehow. So we 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 broke ground talking about his father. Where his else hair. will you hear this type of coverage? And I just can't <laughs> please Google Matt Corral and look at the kid's hair. Incredible, whether he's got this side short or a little shaggy, an incredible head of hair. Uh, but he's no Johnny Townsend. Say that again. He's no Johnny Townsend. <laughs> that, hey, I don't want to. <laughs> I, I, I can love them both. I, I'm not trying to disparage the, the, the great house of Townsend. Um, let's see, looking, trying to find the mega thread here amongst all of my tabs. There was someone, his name escapes me, he committed, ended up committing on uh, Friday. <laughs> Dorian Carroll, thank you. Yeah, Arkansas. Any thoughts on him? I, I don't think we ended up needing him. I think the reason that he signed somebody else is because we kind of said, "Never mind, man." That's, yeah, that's the rumor going around. He was the number one defensive end out of JUCO, but once we got Legum, we definitely cooled off on him. 
I don't understand why not taking both of them. I mean, all the time they just load up. They just keep loading up and keep loading up. I would have loved to have taken both of them. Um, right. I, I, personally, I would have too. But I, I think from the coach's standpoint, they see an opportunity, or maybe saw not necessarily an opportunity uh, to pass on him, but you know, a position that they weren't necessarily needed. I mean, I, I know we think we need it, but you know, they're paid. We have a lot of talented bodies there right now. Right, but. I think more importantly, it's for them. It's an opportunity to go out next year and really hit a home run and get guys that are just that much more talented than him. All right. I also I also think that um, staffs generally want to um, find kids that they can invest in and get results out of for three or four years as the two that he would have had. I, I believe it was SDP that mentioned that as far as depth, we are okay uh, there, that we have a lot of talented bodies. Do you guys think if, in the event that the bodies hit the floor this season, do you think we'll have enough bodies <laughs> to, to withstand that that attrition? Thoughts on that? You know, I'd have to see who is most likely to graduate. Obviously, you have some really talented people who are definitely going to be going after the end of the next season, like CC Jefferson. But, um, you know, off the top of my head, I can't think of, like, the exact names list of who, who we can expect to see go. Did uh, TJ Slayton officially move over to defensive end? <laughs> that is staying in. I, that I am not editing that <laughs> We were talking about TJ Slayton. I apologize with my uh, yeah, interruption, but... <laughs> um, I, I don't know if we're talking about him moving to what to I'm pretty sure he moved from the offensive line to the defensive line and then we've got uh, a few others we're, Elijah Con- Conleaf was a four star last year um, yeah he'll be a true uh, end in this 3-4 so uh, he's going to get a lot of playing time yeah we're not as, I wasn't saying we're like super super stacked there but we do have we're not hurting There's a lot lot of talent on the line, I think. I think the biggest problem is going to be if we are hit with an injury bug of any sort, it it could start looking really dicey really fast. But if we get another credit card scandal, we're screwed regardless. I think that's a good good time to transition. Really positive going into this season. uh, I bought tickets to three games before the season began because I just drank the Kool-Aid way too hard um and then the credit card thing happened and that seemed to be the beginning of the end uh for coach McElwain. A report came out today or yesterday that he has apparently accepted a, i i don't think it was specified but just an offensive coaching staff offensive coaching position on the staff at michigan uh what are your all thoughts on mac to michigan for sure it's the wide receivers coach okay. Uh, I mean, I think it's I'm surprised that he took that much of a downgrade. I mean, all things considered, I, I'm happy that he left, but like he had two, he had a decent season or two here at least. Um, obviously, I don't think he was going to a job that involved him staying in the camera, but to be downgraded from head coach of SEC powerhouse all the way down to wide receiver coach of a uh, of a falling Michigan. That surprised me too. I thought that was a big step down and. I think the real loser here is Nussmeyer because I don't know if there's a position below Mac that <laughs> Mac can bring Nuss on for. So I think he's the real loser in the situation. Definitely not in Michigan. They're not going to have him back. 
I think I think it's actually it might actually be a, a pretty good hire for Michigan. Um, with the last year of Max tenure, um, he has proven that he's good at being a coordinator, and I think he's coached wide receivers at a bunch of different colleges. I know he was a quarterback coach at the Raiders for a minute, but uh, it it might just be better for him to to do that kind of take load off his his feet and, and work there. And from I, I, I want to say I read something where he he may be having some play calling duties. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, but it, you know what? It's probably good for him to not be in the limelight. Like he was, it was obviously wearing him pretty thin. Well, man, I mean he he may not have been the best, but I think he got a lot of stuff rolling here that he doesn't get credit for. Like you know the facilities upgrades and everything. He was really pushing for that, and, and it's something we needed. And uh, the ball's gotten rolling on that, and I think in large part because of him. So uh, yeah, I hope he does well. And while we're out in Michigan, what do y'all think of how they finish this season in the uh, national signing day? I love that Harbaugh is seemingly struggling. I know there were several Michigan fans on the college football subreddit that were kind of trying to put out the fire, but any time I can see him puts a, a grin on my do they just kill the vibe there? <laughs> I, I, think I, I guess everybody agrees. That's the crickets. I don't really think anything anymore. I guess if, if anybody doesn't know, Michigan uh, down to 21st recruiting this season. Uh, only uh, seven blue chip players, 12 three stars, Didn't one spot below Tennessee, one spot above Nebraska. They picked up a kid out of our backyard, though, early in the process. Uh, is it Joe Milton? Um, a kid. Yeah, from Orlando. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, man, I was really hoping we'd get that kid. But, uh, yeah, he committed super early. They got him. Um, dude, Michigan's going to Michigan. I don't really care about them. I just don't want to play them again first game of the season because they'd still probably beat our ass. Did they already go to Rome, or is that happening this co- Michigan? I want to say it already happened, but uh, I thought it was okay, already sure. happened. Maybe when they said he's going to Rome, they meant Georgia. And it's just the recruits <laughs> see that, that they, hey, that's, that's nothing special if anyone's ever, well, not to disparage the good people of Rome, Georgia. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, like I said, I was just, I don't know if you all vehemently disagree with me, um, but I loved, loved it. Just like to see Harbaugh struggle. Hope he struggles this year. I just like to see Michigan struggle in general, I think. Um, and, and pretty much anybody that's not Florida. Yeah, yeah. that's a good. That's a good met- that's a good matrix to work by. It's happening right as Penn State's on a big upswing too. They they had a fifth rank class, and I think James Franklin is their coach, right? What? Yeah, yeah. I'm interested in what they look like this year without Joe Moorhead, um, because I think that was. I mean, we talked about this before. At least I have, I guess. But I think he was a pretty damn good hire for uh, Mississippi State. And he mm-hmm. did. Did Miss- Mississippi State finish? Uh, I don't have their ranking in front of me, but they had an okay finish on National Signing Day, speaking of. Uh, 27th, actually ahead of Ole Miss. There you go. Ahead of Louisville, not a bad. I mean, for Mississippi State, that's one of their better classes. And considering pretty much the entire staff left, I mean, the recruiting, Lee Begley left, I I thought good for them, good for Joe Moorhead. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, man, Lee Begley. I, I think that's all it needs to be said. A talented, <laughs> talented professional. Just a yeah, man, Lee Bigley. <laughs> um, speaking Damn. of uh, staff changes, also I know uh, Vernell Brown is welcomed back as director of player development at the university. And um, am I right that he played under Spurrier, Zook, and Mullen? Is that possible? 
Yeah, it is possible. Cause, no, not Spurrier. He was signed by Zook. I think I'm right. In Zook's last year. Uh, so he played one year under Zook and then uh, played under Mullen and Meyer. I'm seeing here, according to Saturday Down South, Brown's Florida career started under Steve Spurrier. So maybe Spurrier signed him and then maybe he never played under Spurrier and finished under Urban Meyer and Mullen in 2005. So if Spurrier okay. signed him maybe February 02, would Spurrier, I think that sounds right. Either that or he got both a medical and like a standard. That's possible, too, yeah. But he takes uh, Drew Hughes' position. Hughes, another, I know I always read good things about Drew Hughes. Um, I believe Drew Hughes left for Tennessee. Can anyone confirm that? Yeah, he did. Yeah, I think he um, Unless you guys, I think that about finishes. I know someone mentioned uh, on National, did it happen on National Signing Day that Terry Crews came and spoke and, and was gifted a Gator jersey? The day before, actually. I saw that he may be a preferred walk-on at outside linebacker. I don't know how much eligibility <laughs> he has left, but I'll take it. Absolutely. Without a doubt. And we have to get a quick mention of the Gators basketball team getting back on track with a couple. Oh, yeah, for with sure. With a win over South Carolina. Absolutely. The two-back. And yeah. LSU. That'll be two to upset us. A little sloppier than I think any of us would have liked, but I think they're, I think they're coming around. And I think Georgia's going to be a big test for them. But if they continue with the intensity, I was really impressed. And you need to just keep up the defense, and we might be turning a corner here. That was the impressive thing to me was how how, how solid they were on defense that game. I mean, we spanked we spanked Carolina, um, and I, I, haven't yeah. seen, I haven't seen us really manhandle a team like that in a little while. So yeah, definitely. And uh, also, it, it reminded me the day I saw some news on Egbunu that he may uh, or is going to require a second knee procedure. I think there was an update onto that just a couple hours ago. Um, Tofurry Gator posted, Igbunu has decided to press on with rehab rather than shut down himself uh, due to recent setback. Gator's still hopeful he can return this season, according to hey, some Twitter. Doesn't. Do you guys think he, come, he goes for a medical red shirt and tries to come back, or do you think he bolts? I think that's our best-case scenario, is that his draft stock has fallen, and we get a full season out of them next year but there's no telling at this point we've got to just hope for the best and hope he can get healthy again you know yeah i was uh i I listened to pat dooley's podcast also and he was saying and i haven't seen any of this on the subreddit but he was saying that there are some some gator fans kind of calling for the mike white era to end um have you all encountered any of that does anyone here feel that way that that we should move on from mike white already what are your thoughts on that oh i've seen it and i, I was actually on on the 247 message boards today i saw some people and this is probably a good point to bring it up too is that you know andy kennedy leaving Ole miss that there's speculation that maybe they go after him you know it's his alma mater and and maybe he bolts on his own. I don't think he will, and I think he's doing a good job. I mean, there are problems with the offense right now, but I think we're a little hindered also with our personnel. But I, I think he's done a really good job, and I'd like to see him stay. Yeah. I, Go ahead. I think it's really unfair of fans, honestly, to be judging Mike White so harshly when he's just barely limited in front court. And it's with all of the injuries. Like, uh, I, I think that that deserves some uh, some degree of cutting slack. Has anyone's, well, it, do, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um, 
that just surprised me. Like I said, I haven't encountered that. I don't think that's the correct move. That is an interesting point that was raised about the Ole Miss opening. Um, I agree that I don't, um, I don't, I don't see him making that move. But like, uh, like the Bear said, when Mama calls, you answer. Any final thoughts on the basketball team? Let's hope they stay hot. Let's hope they do, just like yeah. wives and husbands. Let's hope they stay hot. Um, speaking of staying hot, the softball team began and has remained hot, getting off to a sweet 5-0 and lead. And I think this past weekend was the alumni game uh, for the baseball team. Did any of you Gainesvillians attend that? Can't say I did. It's kind of exam week right now. But, uh, you know, obviously I did catch up on it afterwards. I'd, I'm going to try to make it a point to follow baseball and softball closer this so that I'll have more to say on the podcast because I have never followed either of the sports that closely. Uh, the baseball team is a whole lot of fun to watch, man. So does the so, so softball team, but um, last year was something else. I encourage you to watch them. I'll do my best. And and if anyone who is listening who has not been, you uh, particularly love, or even if you don't, but if you do, you definitely have something to contribute. So any huge Gator baseball or softball, then welcome to uh, jump on with and give some insight. Um, see, I think that's it. One thing that uh, came to my mind when we were talking, is anyone planning or think they might go to the spring game? Is anyone think, I mean, if you live in Gainesville, obviously I assume you'll go, but any, uh, how many people here, like out of town? Anybody? Not this guy. That's a bit much for me. After, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to try to this year, but it'll be my first time ever if I actually make it up. So. Yeah, I think it would be a good year to do it. I'll definitely watch it if I don't go on ESPN or whoever's playing it. Normally, then. I went a few years ago. Me and a buddy went down to the spring game. I think it was Max's second spring game, and we had a blast. It was my first time, first time actually stopping exploring the city, so I might. We'll see. Before we wrap up, anything that we didn't mention that you guys would like to touch on? I'm just pumped that we flipped an Alabama recruit because, you know, that's where I'm from. And uh, really pumped about Malik Langham, who coaches up in Montgomery, oh, excuse me, up in Huntsville and said, so hopefully it, it comes true. But I'm, I'm pumped about that. Um, our gymnastics team has been doing really well, too. So shout out to them edging out all these wins. Definitely. Yeah. Shout out to the gymnastics oh, yeah. team. Um, yeah, I think. I don't. I can't think of any reason to really be negative as far as the football program at this point in time. I know that there are some question marks. I thought it was a strong close to early signing day, and I'm at this point. I just can't wait. Agreed. Can't wait. Well, thank you so much, guys. To those of you who have returned and those of you who joined us for the first time, thank you so much uh, for joining us. And to those of you who listen, comment, tweet. Um, everything that you do. Thank you so much. Your continued uh, positive feedback has just been great. I really appreciate it. And with that being said, I think we are going to end episode five of Orange and Blue Envelopes.